you go anywhere and people are like, oh, let's get like the first place people go to is either the bathroom or the bar. Yep. Now, the reason why a lot of people go to the bathroom is because they get nervous and they just say, oh, I got to go to the bathroom first. Yeah. And the reason why people go to the bar is because they get nervous and they want to like rinse it down with alcohol. Have you ever let stress get the better of you? Want to know how to maximize your productivity? My name is Tommy Bowie. Follow me as I deep dive into the minds of successful entrepreneurs and industry professionals on the tools, tips, and strategies they use to overcome stress and boost productivity in their daily lives, especially when the going gets tough and the stakes are high. This is the Stressless Entrepreneur Podcast. Today, I am delighted to be speaking with Brian Choi. Brian first reached out to me because he had an incredible journey that was overcoming social anxiety and in the Stressless Entrepreneur podcast, anxiety is a key topic that many of us go through, especially during our teenage and university college years. After being held hostage by social anxiety for 19 years of his life, Brian knew something had to change. He spent the following four years of his life intensively studying and implementing underground social interaction principles. After countless days of sweat, tears, anxiety attacks, and sorry, I'm already taken, I have a boyfriend, later, he finally cracked the code to break free from the social anxiety prison. Using his newfound skill, he has helped mental health organizations and hundreds of men worldwide to do the same. Brian, welcome to the Stressless Entrepreneur Podcast. No problem, man. Awesome being here. Brian, one of the reasons why I wanted to get you on the show was because you overcame social anxiety and did it through Mm -hmm. an unusual way or an uncommon way, Mm -hmm. which all started when you challenged yourself by asking hundreds of random girls for the numbers. (laughs) But before we dig deeper into that specific scenario and how that helped Uh you overcome anxiety, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and what it is that you do? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great way of putting it. Basically, Tommy, you know how, like, when you're in high school, you know how they're, like, the popular kids with all the friends and all the girls around them? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was, like, not me. So that was, like, mm-hmm, I was mm-hmm. actually the opposite, times, like, 10,000. In fact, like, when I first went to America, like, I was born and raised in Korea until I was 12, then moved to America, like, upstate New York, basically southern Canada, a very small village called Potsdam. Yep. And when I first went there, I just realized that Asian culture and American culture, completely different things. And when I was raised, born and raised in Korea, like everyone's shy, everyone's conservative, like don't talk to strangers. Mm-hmm. And that was like the norm for me. I was like an only child, didn't have much social exposure. And I went to America the first time. I just realized that how crazy American people are and how mm-hmm. outgoing they are. Mm-hmm. And when I first got introduced to the culture, I was very like really intimidated, which actually compiled and resulted in me not being able to talk to people and not being able to pick up on social cues. So when people see other people laughing or having fun or like it comes natural for them to actually like understand and like what to say in certain situations. But for me, I just couldn't understand it as if I was looking at life like a black and white kind of movie. So I I didn't know how to talk to people. I didn't have any friends. I only had like one or two people that I kind of hung out with during school. And I just quickly realized that this is not a healthy thing to do. Just the mere thought of going into a party or like going into a conversation for me, my heart was beating at a million miles uh, miles a minute. And later I realized that this is a problem that I needed to solve. I was so sick of being sick and tired, right? I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired, not being able to talk to people, not having the social life I want, not having the dating life I want. I was a virgin until 19. And like many people may say that was kind of normal, but you know, I see all my friends like lose their virginity or like be around their girls. 
meet a lot of people and go up to the careers they want. I didn't even know what I wanted in life. Like I was basically a zombie my whole time. And I actually went on a four year journey, just like dissecting, immersing, like studying all this stuff. And I, uh, I went to the military during the time and recently got out about two or three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And now I'm here, here to help people, you know, just being crippled by social anxiety and anxiety and like under stress in general. I'm like really help them break out of that. Yeah. Let's go deeper into that four year journey for yourself. Mm-hmm. When you first started, obviously there were the challenges. It was an experiment. You were very uncomfortable, quite stressed in it as well. Talk me through that journey. You know, was there a point where you thought, I'm starting to build confidence now. I'm starting to understand how I respond to these social anxiety scenarios. Yeah, tell me more about that journey that you went through. Yeah, so throwing myself in social situations was like the most difficult thing ever because when people think about, it's crazy, man, because I have friends who have like dealing with like general anxiety or like social anxiety and what the general mass will tell them is like, oh, go to counseling take prescription pills, go see your doctors, go to psychotherapy, mm-hmm. meditate. And all those things are great, except like the prescription pills part. Those are those things are actually terrible. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not a doctor. I'm not here to give you medical advice. But I've just seen friends and like other people around me just take prescription pills and like only to feel great for a moment, later to relapse, meaning it will come back and like it'll come back stronger, the anxiety. And I kept seeing that over and over again. And like, that was like the most heartbreaking thing for me ever. And I knew that wasn't the route I wanted to go down with. And for me, like drinking or like meditating, I've tried all those things, you know, and all those things helped. And I started stumbling upon these people talking about going out and like practicing your social skills and like facing your fears. Right. And I'll see like prank videos where like, you know, those videos where like they go up to girls on college campuses and like these pickup lines and get their numbers. Yeah. There's videos on YouTube where the titles are like the best way to ask for a girl's number or the easiest way to approach a girl or something. Yeah. So when I saw those, like, yeah, yeah, a lot of people kind of like see them as entertaining. For me, that was like a reality breaking moment for me because in my thought, it was just impossible that people could go up to strangers, start a conversation yep. and create a relationship just from that. And I kept seeing that. I was like, oh, maybe I want to do it. And it wasn't an easy process. In fact, I couldn't even do it when I was going out, trying to talk to people, make friends, meet girls, whatever the goal was, just trying to face my fears and trying to overcome this and try to learn this skill that school wasn't able to teach me and my parents didn't know how to teach me yep. and it's not their fault, but I knew this was a skill set I needed to master in order for me to progress in life, whether I wanted to get a better career or business, whether I wanted to meet girls, whether I wanted to make kick-ass friends and surround myself with like-minded people. People say you're the average of the five people you surround yourself with. I highly believe in that. That's like mm-hmm. my Bible verse and just going up and trying to talk to people. It's hard, man. <laughs> it's like you're literally fighting against evolutionary pressure. Like evolutionary pressure, like in our DNA, you'll say, no, like don't fight your fears and don't go up against your fears because you will die. And going out, just thinking like going up and joining a group conversation back when we were in caveman times, that meant you're going to an opposite tribe where they could kill you with rocks, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm like fighting that evolutionary pressure and I had to learn different things, like just overcoming fear in general how to start the conversation, verbal patterns, vocal tonality, body language, eye contact, and like all these different intricacies and like managing my own stress and anxiety and also making it comfortable for the other people as well. So there's like levels to this, right? People say it's like there's levels to this, you know, just walking to strangers on the street to being in a college kind of environment, being in a private event, business kind of networking kind of event. You know, later on, I was able to learn these different things where 
on the 42nd or 43rd day, I was able to lose my virginity. And a lot of people say like, oh, that's cool, bro. But for me, like, wow, that's, that's crazy. Like created this out of thin air and like girls will thank me for giving them a good time. So mm -hmm. that's when I realized like, oh, like I didn't have to like take from people. I could actually give and like they would like thank me for it. And like I was able to, I was able to apply this in like business networking sense where people offer me business opportunities. So that was kind of like the journey that I went on in like a short story. You speak about, you know, being able to help people when it comes to a social anxiety. Part of socializing should be beneficial for both parties, right? Because you're mm -hmm. communicating to each other. You're trying to figure out what it is that you guys like to do. There's that sense of satisfaction, right? If you have a great conversation. I want to bring your attention to something you said previously is drinking. I know that in this day and age, especially young entrepreneurs, drinking is everywhere, right? You, you go out and you socialize and the yeah. first thing you do is, you know, let's get a drink together. Let's uh, have a couple of shots. Yeah. Do you uh -huh. still drink alcohol at the moment or how has your, I guess, approach to alcohol evolved over time? Yeah, that's a great question because like you said, that's like the first thing you go to a party, you go to like a wedding, you go anywhere and people are like, oh, let's get like the first place people go to is either the bathroom or the bar. Yep. Now, the reason why a lot of people go to the bathroom is because they get nervous and they just say, oh, I got to go to the bathroom first. Yep. And the reason why people go to the bar is because they get nervous and they want to like rinse it out with alcohol. Yep. And for me, when I was first starting, this is kind of sound kind of nerdy and kind of silly, but you know, people have mentors in business and people have mentors in fitness. But what a lot of people don't have is mentors in socializing and networking and learning social skills mm -hmm. and enriching your relationships. And that's where I got my first mentors. I didn't start with getting business mentors first because when I started like four years ago, learning how to talk to people, I had to learn from someone because I couldn't do it by myself. I just couldn't figure it out and I couldn't face my fears. I wasn't sure if I was doing it right. And one of my first mentors, his name is Alex. It's funny because he's from Australia as well. He's, uh, I think, living in Canberra right now. Canberra? Alex would tell me. Yeah. Yep. I'm based in Canberra too. There we go. That's perfect, <laughs> you know? So, and Alex is the man. And Alex would tell me like, it's going to be easier if you drink, but like, don't do it because you're not facing your fears full on. And without alcohol, you're not going to be able to do it. And it's not like you're going to be drunk 24 seven when you're going about your day and you never know who you're going to meet and you want to be sharp and you want to have those skill set with you and not drawing it from like something else and relying on it as a crutch and crutches are great and training wheels are great, but I just like kind of understood it. And I knew I just had to start out that way. And when I first started for like the first year, I didn't have a drop of alcohol when I was going out and meeting people like talking to complete strangers or getting introduced to people. Now for a lot of people, that's kind of normal. It's like, well, no big deal. Like talking to people, but for someone who would just, I mean, I would literally have panic attacks, anxiety attacks in the middle of the street, you know, in Seoul, Seoul, Korea, where I live, there's a street called Gangnam. You may have heard the song Gangnam style. Yep. And yep. that's basically like a business. Yeah. That's basically a business district where like hundreds or thousands of people are walking like super busy street and have anxiety attacks there because, I was so anxious about just being around people. And for me, like facing that fear is dead sober. It was hard, but I knew that in order for me to not get anxious was to face anxiousness. So a lot of people kind of run away from that. But I've also had peers where I've had different mentors and they're like, well, might as well try it out, right? Because like I've had different mentors where like they're super social, they're networking with really high level people. And they were saying like, yeah, I've gone on a period where like, I'll be drunk like 24 seven. And like, I tried that too. Maybe like you can never, like in order for you to understand a paradigm, you need to go through it. So I've gone through that period as well, where I'll be like super drunk the whole time. And that's kind of fun. But also I understood that it's not really sustainable and not good for my body. 
especially if I'm going on like a lot, meeting all these different people, but getting introduced to all these different people. But if it's like someone's listening to this and maybe they're introverted or like maybe they have social anxiety, like, I don't know, if you're a stressless entrepreneur and you want to go out and like face your fears and like the best ways actually to face your fears full on instead of relying on external substances. Yeah. And I think the problem with alcohol is it's a short term boost in confidence and you mm -hmm. kind of become dependent on alcohol to give you the confidence. And sometimes I know people who, if they're prepping up for a, an important meeting, they might have a shot of tequila or something because yeah. it gives them that boost of confidence. But I'm just like, that could potentially be the wrong approach because I'm not too sure if that's solving any problems in terms of your health or if it yeah. actually does anything to your confidence in the long term. Yeah, that's true. And here's the thing, like, like drinking itself, it's not a bad thing. It doesn't make you a bad person, but it's fun, right? Even when I used to go out to events, I'll still like have like a drink or two here and there. And like, that's really fun too. But just understand, like, just, it's kind of like putting a bandaid on a bullet wound, right? So you're nervous, you're anxious, you had a shot of tequila, but it doesn't solve the core problem. You haven't taken the bullet out. So if you really want to like solve this problem, and be really like wherever you go, whenever you go, like you want to be like sharp and ready and you have that with you instead of just a tequila bottle in your pocket, then maybe it's something you need to work on right now instead of alcohol. You mentioned introversion and extroversion before. Mm -hmm. Do you get people who consider themselves extroverted coming up to you and being, you know, sometimes I get social anxiety in, in particular situations? That's a great question, actually. So like, what is the definition of introversion and extroversion, right? Like some people say, like what most people know is like, oh, if you're by yourself and you gain more energy from that, then you're an introvert. If you gain energy from being around other people, then you're an extrovert. And some people say like they're an ambivert. Like for me, like I don't really like categorize myself and here is there. Mm -hmm. But me personally, like I like to be myself. I just like to like order fried chicken to my house, uh, amazing fried chicken in Korea and just like do work all day. Mm -hmm. I listen to audiobooks and that's it. But also like when I go out to networking events, I have a lot of fun there too. So, you know, introverted people can be, they can have bursts of extrovertism, right? Like they can be extroverted in certain situations and right. however you want to categorize it as you can still be one or the other. And like, you can be like a super extroverted people and you're staying home and maybe like it's draining for you. It's kind of like hard for me to imagine, but it's about adapting to each environment, like a chameleon in dominating that environment instead of you, you being one dimensional. Does that make sense? Yep. Yep. What were some of the challenges that you went through along this journey? So we, we talk about mm -hmm. overall trying to overcome social anxiety, but was there mm -hmm. something specific that was particularly hard for you to get through, whether it be just going that extra step in meeting someone mm -hmm. or going up to a group of people that's instead of two people, it's six people. Mm -hmm. Was there something specific for you along that journey? Yeah, great question. And the first thing was when I first started out, just leaving my house. Yeah. And I didn't know this was a common problem for people. And a lot of people go through until I actually like started hearing from other people when people messaged me after watching my YouTube videos, because I thought like leaving my house, I'm so nervous. Like, you know, I was talking to like a neuroscientist the other day and he calls it agoraphobia. I think that's a proper term. Yeah. Where you're yep, afraid right. to leave your house. Yeah. And that was like one of the most difficult thing for me to do because it's just the thought of having conversations with people or talking to people or being around people was actually more, it was scarier than the actual action of talking to people. And I've had, you know, one of my subscribers actually messaged me and she said, I would, uh, I actually got fired from my, uh, my, from my first job 
because I was always late because my anxiety was so bad. Mm -hmm. So this can be like really daunting for people. And basically how I like, it was like, it put a lot of roadblocks in my life where like everything you're doing in your life, you got to do with people. Like as human beings, you can't do everything by yourself. You need to communicate with people offline or online, whether you're in a a traditional job, you're an entrepreneur, you're an athlete, whatever, it doesn't matter. And so I knew like this was going to be a huge challenge for me to overcome because I haven't done this before. And if I don't get this right right now, then the rest of my life is going to be pretty miserable and missing out on a lot of great opportunities. And I remember like having an anxiety attack, like I said, in the middle of the street, in one of the busiest streets in South Korea, around like hundreds or thousands of other people just collapsing to the ground because being around people like that itself was so difficult. So it was just like the exposure that was the most difficult part for me to overcome. The skill, like you can learn from mentors, like from courses, from books, from YouTube videos, coaching, like I've gotten all of that. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be able to do that. But in order for you to implement that, you have to implement and you have to go out and take action, which is the most difficult part, you know, for other areas. Yeah. It's like hard to like go to the gym, but, and like for a lot of people, it gets out of the comfort zone to work out in front of other people. I get that also. But when you're talking to other people, you literally have to face another human being dead in the eyes where they'll tell you great things and they may tell you a lot of bad things. Like I've had heard a lot of, you know, a lot of things people tell me I'm going to screw off or Mm -hmm. I've been threatened. Like I got a death threat in person by a Korean mafia one time, Mm -hmm. you know, when I was talking to people out at a bar, that those things will happen, but you overcome that through exposure and uh, through repetition. Now that you've overcome the journey that is social anxiety, when did you realize that, this is the industry or the business that you want to get into in terms of mentorship and teaching others to go through the same issue that you went through with social anxiety. Yeah. And when I first embarked on this, I never, it was never my plan to teach this to other people. When I first started learning this, I just wanted to learn this thing and I just want to figure it out, just find the answer. And I didn't even know there was an answer for this. I just like searched online, like how to meet girls or how to talk to people, how to talk to strangers, how to mm-hmm. improve your social skills just mm-hmm. on YouTube. And as I kept seeing like the thought leaders and the industry leaders, I started buying their courses. I started buying books. I started getting coaching. I started flying out across the planet, across the continent to go to these live workshops and seminars and get actual like in-person coaching and all these different things invested like a lot of money, like tens of thousands of dollars just into like educating myself and getting better every day. And as I'm doing that, some people like actually invited me out to like speak and like give some advice to other people. Mm-hmm. And I remember like this one guy reached out to me on Facebook and like, I helped him like a very shy kid. Basically it was like, and this was about like me being a year or two into the journey of learning social skills and being more social. And I never thought like, dude, I can't teach you. Like, I'm not, I'm not even that good. Like what are you talking about? Like, I'm still yeah. shy. Like I still, yeah. I still get nervous and I still get nervous to this day. And he's like, Oh dude, I, I've never done this before. And I still want to go talk to people and like get better. Like can you just like push me or like help me? I was like, okay, fine dude, whatever. And then I got coffee with him and then, you know, um, I pushed him and like, you know, give him some exercise and go talk to people. And for him, it was like the most difficult thing ever. Like one of the thing I told him to do was just like, stay in the conversation even when it feels uncomfortable and like stay in until they leave first because a lot of people when they walk up like at a party or at a business dinner or at a family reunion or just like going to the nightclub they go up and talk to people but they leave first in our industry called premature ejaculation you're ejecting from the conversation yep yep so 
Yeah. So a lot of guys do that. And that's literally like, you're, you're shooting yourself in the foot. You're literally like, it's like getting on a sales call and like you leaving first, like you giving the objection first instead of the prospect giving the objection. Right. So I give him the exercises, go talk and I stay there. Even if it feels uncomfortable until they leave. And he did it. And he came back. He's like, he looks so happy. He's like, dude, that was awesome. I was like, dude, that's awesome. You know? And when I saw that, like just the fulfillment I got, and I, I saw the transformation just from one or two hours of, I guess you could say coaching from this kid. That's when I knew like I had to create content around this and like, reach more people. And I started making YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. And even at that time, I was like, I don't know. Like every time I click publish, I'm like, I don't know if I'm good enough. I don't know if I'm good enough. Who am I to talk about this? But the more I did it, people started reaching out to me from all over the world saying, Brian, like, thank you for changing my life. Like blocks of texts, not just like one or two sentences. I was like, every time I saw that, I'm like, what are you talking about? Even to this day, it blows my mind. I was like, what? He's like, and like usually like guys will text me and be like, hey, it's awesome that someone like you, like someone who, you know, they're like Asian guys who text me. They're like, I've never seen like, I was growing up a shy Asian kid and your story resonated with so much because that's the stuff I share and they can resonate with that. And the text me, I was like, oh, like people need more of this. Like there's not that many people talking about the stuff I'm talking about. I can help people. So that's when I knew I was like, oh, like during the military, I was in the Korean military for two years. And I was just like, during the whole time I was thinking, it was probably the most difficult thing I've ever done in my life. And I was going through literally utter hell in the Korean army. Mm-hmm. The only thing that kept me pushing through was my subscribers on YouTube. Like I didn't even know how to turn this as a business. And as soon as I got out of the military, which was not that long ago, like two or three weeks, I'm like, oh, like I got to go full in, turn to an actual business, get this thing rolling. So that's when I knew like, oh, like I think, you know, everyone talks about their mission and their calling and like what they're put here for on this planet for. And it's like, I think, you know, maybe it'll change. I have like shiny object syndrome, like big time, but, I think until like I find the next thing or whatever, like for me, I think this is um, what I can help with other people, what I can offer to the world. Yeah. Talking about going all in, mm-hmm. do you have any self-doubt going through your mind at the moment? Because it is that concept of going all in or nothing, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. That's a that's a great question. Like, it's, it's just, like everyone goes through challenges and it's kind of crazy when I hear like the most successful entrepreneurs and successful businessmen, successful people talk about yeah, even to this day, I don't, I don't feel like I'm good enough. I'm like, what? I saw Russell Brunson talk at Phone Hockey Live. He was talking about, yeah, man, sometimes like who am I to talk about traffic? And I was like, you have a nine-figure company, like $100 million company. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, it's never going to go away. It kind of hit me. And anxiety, social anxiety, like being scared, like that never goes away either. I still feel scared sometimes. It's just like your ability to push through that. And the challenges I'm going through right now is like, it's like still like every time I click publish, it's like, I don't know if this is what my people want right now. I don't know. Like it's like comparing yourself with other people. You know, I see like the industry leaders, my mentors, I see them. I'm just like, people would rather listen to them. Why would they listen to me? So those are some of the challenges that I kind of face, but I also see it in a different light. Whereas like, oh, but like those people have different stories and like, I have a different story. And people, sometimes people message me, they're like, those guys are really good. And those guys are, you know, they have the fancy camera equipment and they have all the good things going on and they're like great events. But like, sometimes I can't relate because they're already like so far ahead of the curve that I can't, mm. like, they don't even feel human. So, you know, when they see, you know, my videos are like shot on my phone or whatever, like still talking about me going through the process, then they're like, oh, like I can actually relate with you. So those are some of the things I'm experiencing currently. 
I want to talk about a specific scenario or challenge、mm-hmm. that many of us go through, and I'm sure it's quite common for people who suffer social anxiety or just shy in general. In a lot of cases, we go into a room full of people, and if they're people we don't know, we usually first thing we do, like you said, is go straight to the toilet, or you know, we head <laughs>、yeah. to the bar, or we head to where the foods are.、Yeah. Do you have any tips for some quick empowerment for someone to handle?、Yeah. That specific scenario, yeah. So Tony Robbins says motion creates emotion, right? And、yep. I'm not huge into like life coaching, or I'm not, you know, like motivation is good, but like I, I'm more of a very practical person. I like to focus on like, okay, like what's actually gonna work, right? Yeah. So it's some、uh, it complements each other. So like the first thing you want to do is like the first person you see, you want to start a conversation with them like right on the spot, and it doesn't have to be the five ten minute conversation. It can just be like, what's up, or like, hey, or like, nice shirt. But you need to open your mouth and say something because if you don't talk to the first person, then you're gonna be more stuck in your head and you just like crumble、uh, inward. You just implode, and you just overthink, and you're never gonna be able to start a conversation with anyone. You're never gonna be able to talk to anyone. So the first thing you wanna do, talk to the first person you see, as you you know you know walk down to the club or go to the networking dinner, business dinner, go into the conference, whatever, like high five or like do something. And then what you want to do is you want to keep doing that. And what my mentor told me, and like what I do is like I created something called a triangle pattern, meaning you create three points within that venue or the location. So let's say、um, I don't know, let's say you're at a business dinner, right? Yep. And there's the entrance, there's where the foods are, and there's the bar area. So you create a triangle. And you, what you want to do is you basically like go through the triangle, walk, and like as you're walking, you want to start conversations with people. And you don't. It's not like you want. You're keep walking, even though you can do that. But as you're moving, you're starting conversations with people. So it creates momentum. So it's not like you know. You ever go to like a event or like a party or whatever? Like you go in and like, you kind of like look around and like you don't know where to go. Plenty of times. <laughs> yeah. So people see that. What that does is like it decreases your attraction and comfort from other people's eyes, and they're not consciously thinking that, but they're subconsciously thinking that because you're not having certainty. Mm-hmm. And also, it hurts your chances of meeting other people, and it just you're you're like basically shooting yourself in the foot the whole time. So what you would do is like, as you're going into the venue or the location, like keep opening conversations with people, and if it like hits with some people, like if you connect with someone, just stay in the conversation, keep the conversation going. But you never want to be just walking around like a headless chicken, just like wandering around and like just going to the bathroom first. Do not go to the bathroom. Like you don't have to go to the bathroom right now. Like、mm-hmm. it's, it's just a brain telling you it's your nervous. And it's just like your physiology, but as you get locked in in the first conversation, you'll quickly realize that you didn't have to go to the bathroom after all. Like you just you were just nervous. Yeah. So, and here's the thing: the more you talk to people, the more people you talk to, and the longer the conversations get, you'll quickly realize the more comfortable you get because you get desensitized and you get absorbed into the environment. So that's the first thing you'll do. Me personally, I think one of the best ways I overcome that fear or that that anxiety is just. Going out to the first person and putting up my hand and just introducing myself, because there we go. Getting that person's name makes it so much easier for future communication. You know,、mm-hmm. if I forget to get someone's name and I don't get it early on, then I have that fear of, oh man, I should have asked for his name earlier. Now he's going to think I'm an idiot、mm-hmm. for not asking for his name an hour into the the, the conversation. So that's something、yeah. that I've it helped me、um, personally. Yeah, definitely.、Uh, one of my coaches would say. You want to embrace the awkward three seconds to avoid the awkward three minutes. Meaning,、mm-hmm. 
you're at a bar, right? You're at a networking event or you're at a wedding, whatever, you're at the bar. And right next to you, you have someone you want to start a conversation with, maybe a successful guy or maybe an attractive girl, just someone you want to start a conversation with, someone with a cool shirt, whatever. And you glance over, you want to talk to that person, but you think it's like, ah, it's kind of awkward for me to like walk around the bar and like start a conversation. So for three minutes, you were just standing there, right? Instead of just embracing the awkward three seconds and I like just go in there and like just talking. Now the whole three minutes or like the whole three hours now it's like awkward for you. And like, you're getting anxious and anxious and anxious. And now you want to go to the bathroom and throw up. So yeah, like you said, you definitely want to just like start and just dive full in, you know, you just got to jump in. That's, uh, that's really like the only way to do it. Let's talk about the current situation with COVID-19. We know that overcoming social anxiety means you've got to put yourself in front of people. You got to have the conversations face to face is what we're trying to achieve here. Do you see any impacts when it comes to the guidelines of social distancing and how that's impacted either your business or your ability to teach people some of the tools and techniques to overcome stress? Yeah, this is an awesome question. And definitely you can't be ignorant about it or you just can't. (laughs) I saw this one guy on YouTube and he's basically saying like, alpha males don't care about social distancing. I'm just like, you're an idiot. (laughs) You're going to end up in a hospital. You're going to put other people at risk. You're Mm -hmm. an absolute idiot. And, and like some people say like, oh, my business hasn't changed at all. And my clients are doing just fine. I see that. I'm just like, well, you're putting up a front also because it's completely ignorant to say that. And how I've switched is, but, well, first of all, the content I'm putting out on social media, the message has changed. So I just kept thinking, you know, before I was thinking like, oh, you know, do you want to learn how to meet people and network with people effortlessly? And that was my message. And now I'm just like, do you want to be less lonely? And do you want to be uh, less depressed? while you're alone at home. So that's yep. like the messaging that's different. I've realized I've searched on Google trends. It's crazy. Like the search term keywords for loneliness and depression, that those volumes, if you see the graph, it spiked up in the last yep. seven to 14 days. Yep. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, people are feeling lonely and they're feeling depressed. So those are the, some of the content I'm putting out. And there are some of the things that I'm trying to help people with, like focusing more on those topics, even though I usually focus on like social skills and like networking people, during this time, you can't do that in person. Most public venues, they're shut down, like conferences, nightclubs, restaurants, gyms, what have you, like in most cities, and most cities are in lockdown and they can't meet people in person. And I do think that it's a responsible thing to do to not go to crowded areas right now, which is what I'm not doing, which is um, what I'm advising to other people. Mm-hmm. So what I tell people is you still want to get out of your comfort zone. You still want to practice your social skills. What you can do is first practice drills at home there are different drills you can do. And some of the drills I uh, tell people to do and like what I was doing when I was beginning is different things like vocal tonality exercise, different mm-hmm. things like vocal projection exercise, mm-hmm. facial expression, or free association exercise, which is basically an exercise to not run out of things to say. And those are some of the things that you can do at home because those are some of the drills I learned from my coaches early on. And we could just do that at our hotel room. And what you can also do like first things first, like you got to talk to people. You got to have like one human interaction a day or you just go insane. If you've ever seen those movies where the main character gets stranded in an island and when they get rescued five or six later, you ever see them like they just go crazy and like they can't adapt to society and like they forget how to talk to people because they haven't had those human interactions. They haven't had mm-hmm. those you know, dopamine spikes. And this is actually like scientifically proven that you know, like your brain produces dopamine, which is the happy chemical when you talk to people. So you have to having these uh, conversations. So you got to talk to your friends. You got to talk to family. You want to get out of your comfort zone. 
and they're like actually like different Facebook groups for this. Like weirdly enough, there are different Facebook groups for people um, who still want to practice social skills or people who still want to meet other people. Not like those weird like Omegle chats where like naked men are gonna like yeah yep. like flashy flashy their body, but like actual people wanna wanna meet strangers and like practice social skills or like network. You know, there are different business networking Facebook groups as well. So there's some of the, th- some of the things that I've done, and I was able to connect other people, and I was able to connect with other people myself. And um, you know, for me, like the personal things I do is like I talk in front of a camera and like I practice my vocal projection and like vocal tonality and stuff like that there. So I keep it sharp. You never want to like social skill is a muscle. And just like any other muscle, if you don't do enough bicep curls, then your biceps are going to flatten out, right? Your gains are, you're, you're going to lose your gains. You know, a lot of people are doing push-up challenges and they're kind of scared to lose their physical gains and muscles, but not that many people are talking about their mental health. Physical health is important, but mental health is just important. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. those are some of the things that uh, we all need to keep in mind. Yeah, talking about connecting via social media, I know that TikTok mm-hmm. has gotten a surge of more mature users because of this isolation, but also there's a specific example where I think someone created a Facebook group called Quarantine Karaoke, and within 24 hours, 48 hours, it gains awesome. like so <laughs> many um, followers and people joins just to do Quarantine Karaoke. So I think there are people out there who just need that that interface or that interaction. Yeah. And it's very fortunate that social media this time around is giving that benefit to the users. Yeah, definitely. But here's one caveat though. So social media is a tool, right? So either you can use social media or social media uses you. So this is one of my business mentors uh, says all the time. So if you're using social media to just do like scroll through memes all day, memes are cool. But like if you're spending your entire day just doing that or like binge watching Netflix, watching the Tiger King, Mm -hmm. by when all this is over, because this will be over, you're going to have a very tough rest of the year, if not the next five or 10 or rest of the rest of your life, because this is an opportunity. You can either look at this as an obstacle or an opportunity, and you can use social media to produce content for your business or to connect with other people, or you can use it to just watch binge watch Netflix or like memes, all that. So um, like you got to like audit yourself and like use it as a tool and not let you use it at its tool. Does it make sense? Yeah, a perfect example is me. You know, sometimes I wake up at 5 a.m. and the first thing I do is get on my phone. And sometimes yeah. that's to check up on particular emails that are important to me. But all it takes is a, a click of a button and I go to Facebook. And that's a completely different kind of mindset because that is mm-hmm. accessible for me because that's a place where I just go to distract myself. There, re- oh. there are some great content in there in terms of uh, Facebook groups and interaction. But the majority of it is just a waste of time mm-hmm. sometimes. Uh-huh. So, yeah, perfect example. I and there, there have been days where I believe 30 minutes or an hour just goes by that morning. You're like, what the hell just happened? You know? Yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. It's like you go on YouTube to search like, I don't know, how to drill a hole in your wall. And like you end up with like watching baby giraffes trying to walk. And like now you're thinking like, why was I here again? <laughs> so I was like, like you got to be, um, I don't know, Dan Locke from his book, F.U. Money. He, what he does is like he dedicates a one hour a day to check his emails. And like, that's like all he does. And one of my business mentors, what he teaches is like organic marketing using social media. So he has to do like these messages because that's how he gets clients or like that's how he produces content. So he literally blocks at two hours a day, like one hour in the afternoon, one hour in the evening. And that's what he would do is like block out. And during the time he would do nothing but just message back to people and like do nothing else. And other times he would not message them like go, go on social media. 
like there are different ways and like it's so addicting though i i get i totally get what you mean and like i fall into that trap too so um i mean like that's why i've been like trying to like put my phone off and put it in the closet or like out of sight and I, i'll open up at like noon or like 1 p.m and like try to keep my screen time under two hours a day and it's like it's like what you measure gets improved gets improved right so it's all about because like when you don't like you never know like how many hours you're on social media and like just how many hours like like you're waking hours just like being sucked into these apps so it's like so important to audit yourself measure that and keep a close eye on it yeah and Cohen ray he talks about using instagram purely as a marketing tool and mm -hmm. what he does is he sets alarms every hour on the hour to post a, an instagram story and that's the only time he actually popped open instagram just to to de develop that story but then also he has pre-written up scripts that he just copies mm -hmm. and pastes depending on the, the question that gets asked because he wants to provide a personal touch to he, the conversations rather than getting a virtual assistant to just have a conversation so mm -hmm. even though it may be copy and paste it is still coming from him and there is that level of personality that's coming through so that's mm -hmm. also another way you can implement social media and, and reach as well there you go these are some awesome tips What's next for Brian Joy? What's the personal brand looking like? What's your goal in the next 12 months or 24 months? Wow, that is an amazing question. I never thought about 24 months. <laughs> That's like, they're <laughs> a very specific number. I've thought of like 12 months and like five years and 10 years, but like yep, never yep. like 24 months. Yep. But like my overall vision is to reform socializing and networking for introverted guys like me and socially anxious guys like me. I've always had that full circle approach because like, as I was like learning and stuff, I was able to give talks at universities and like help mental health organizations raise money for their, you know, for their awareness campaigns and other stuff. Mm -hmm. And when I saw that, it was just like so priceless, man. As a broke college kid, I was able to do that. And I knew like, if I can get more power behind this, I know I can help more people. So the next step is like for me to, um, for the next year, I'm going all in on YouTube. So I'm making a commitment to myself to publish once a day. Yep. Which is like Ooh, super, that's a challenge, isn't it? Oh, super daunting, man. Not going to lie to you. Like YouTube's like, no, they're like Facebook Live. Like I was able to do it like really consistently. I was able to like, you, you press the button and like you're there by YouTube. Like you got to upload the videos. You got to make the thumbnail. You got to do the keyword ranking, like all that kind of stuff. But it's like something that I'm going to be focusing on, like uh, cut out all distractions, just go all in on YouTube, uh, serve more people. And um, I just want to like help more people, man. It's like, I know like some people, like a lot of people, like they're, they don't even know They either one don't even know that this is a problem. And number two, they don't even know there's a solution out there because like for making money online or like, I don't know, getting fit, like they see that all the time. They see fit people and like fitness trainers or like on YouTube or like how to make money. They see the success of people with the Lambos and all that stuff. But what most people don't know is that their past doesn't have to equal their future in terms of being their best self in terms of like their social skills, being able to communicate with people. You know, some people, they feel so intimidated to just express their opinions, thoughts, and cause they feel like they're going to be judged. They feel like no one's listening mm -hmm. and it, they just end up, you know, Oh, this is just who I am. But I'm just, I just want to bring it to more awareness that no, there's a solution out there. You can change, you can be more outgoing. You can learn how to talk to people. You can expand your social circle or contract, surround yourself with the right amount of people and the right quality people. So those are some of the things I'm looking at right now. Yeah. And I love that you, you don't have a clear defined goal at the moment, but you know that your purpose is to help more people and serve others. And I think 
that may, for me personally, going through this podcast journey as well, is that the personal fulfillment you get from helping people um, outshines any success that you've, you've achieved before for yourself. So that's a great story to hear, and I, I wish you a lot of success for the, the future. Thank you, brother. Brian, we're just running out of time. Is there anything that I haven't spoken about that you'd like to go through? Well, like I said, I just want to tell you one thing. There's a, like your past doesn't have to equal your future. Yep. There's a solution out there. Whatever you're going through right now, maybe you're so stressed. Maybe you're anxious. Maybe you want to, maybe you want to start a business or maybe you want to grow your business. And like, that's the journey that we're on. And I'm not here to tell you like, and no one's got to figure it out completely. Even though like whatever Instagram tells you, whatever YouTube tells you, like, yeah, some people have it figured out more than others. And that's when you learn from them. But don't think for a second and slip up thinking that everyone has it figured out besides you. Because here's the thing, like everyone has like one, at least like one area in their life that they're missing right now that they're trying to figure out. Like the rich business guy, maybe he doesn't have his fitness on point. Or maybe the really fit person, they want to be more social, like whatever their area is. So whatever your area is, as your job to actually find the answers because the answers are right uh, out there. The more personal your problem feels, the more universal it is. So don't get confused thinking like, oh, why am I like this? Like, why do I live in a third world country? Why was I born poor? Or like, why do I have bad genetics? Or why was I shy? It's like, no, like a lot of people have gone through that. They're going through right now, but some people have it figured out. So just like learn from the model off to reverse engineer the process and you'll get closer day by day as long as you're willing to commit. Yeah. You mentioned that you shouldn't let your past dictate your future. And I, I really like that because there's a specific example when it comes to eye contact, right? I, I know that within the Asian community, sometimes I think previous generations, you know, it's disrespectful to look your elders in the eye, right? So growing up yeah, a, a, as a Vietnamese person, I would never look someone older than me in the eye because that didn't come natural to me. And I remember getting a lot of comments when I was going through high school and interviews and just getting taught about eye contact. I said, well, I'm limited because it's unnatural to me. It's something that yeah. my past has, has dictated to me. And it has been one of the key challenges for me to actually overcome. And I remember there's a, there was a video where I think it's an eye contact um, challenge where it's just you and two people. And all you do is just look each other in the eye. And I remember... <laughs> That challenge was just so hard for me to do because like, just looking someone in the eye already was, was difficult, right? But then having to look at someone in the eye for s such a long time was the most awkward and uncomfortable thing that I had done. But, you know, I think this was um, in university and I got through that and that changed my trajectory in terms of just looking someone in the eye for about a second, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and um, yeah, uh, yeah I, just, I just like that comment that you shouldn't let your past dictate your future. Your future, mm -hmm. you dictate where you want to be and then you just create actions to get to that point. Yeah, absolutely. I just want to applaud you, Tommy, because a lot of people would have just made it as an excuse and an obstacle and I'm not burst through that, but you took the action, right? You understood that you had to solve this problem. You had to figure this out because there were like endless amount of opportunities on the other side of the cliff that you knew, like, if you figure this out, that will be waiting for you. So I just want to applaud you. Like you did, you did the eye contact challenge and like you got better. And like, I feel you, man, as a, you know, I grew up in an Asian, Asian family myself. So like, you know, handshaking or like hugging or like, you know, eye contact, all those things, those are things I have to learn from scratch and everyone can learn like whatever you're learning right now, you can learn from scratch. Mm -hmm. Just like understand it's a salt. It's a problem that you can solve and there are answers out there. Brian, for our listeners, what's your username on YouTube and where, where can they find you on other social media platforms? Yeah, so you can just go to youtube.com forward slash Brian Choi official or if you search Brian Choi, you'll see 
on Asian guy yelling at the camera. So you'll probably easy to find me uh-huh. and uh, basically teach, teach you like, like we just talked about here, learning how to overcome social anxiety and meet and network with people effortlessly, like really break free from the mental cage of not being able to talk to people and like overthinking, like all those things I help you break through. So you, you can take a look at my free training and like my free content there. Yep. And also you can see behind the scenes, you can find me at Instagram, Brian Choi official. You can also see some lifestyle photos, some of the, th- some of the events I've been to, or some of the things like some possibilities. If you're thinking like you can't meet people, you can kind of see um, what you'll be able to do. So you can go to at uh, Brian Choi official on Instagram for behind the scenes as well. Fantastic. Brian, at the Stressless Entrepreneur, what we like to do and a concept that we like is accountability. I know that you're just starting this journey in terms of uh, going all in in the, uh, you can say, coaching industry. Mm-hmm. I'd like to give you a bit of accountability, get you back on the show in about six months' time or maybe 12 months' time just to see mm-hmm. where you're at in, in the journey and maybe we can discuss the challenges that went through and even the, su- the successes that you've achieved as well. That sounds awesome, man. That sounds awesome. Brian, thank you so much again for uh, coming on The Stressless Entrepreneur. I wish you massive success. Thank you, brother. There you have it, guys. Thank you for tuning in to the Stressless Entrepreneur Podcast with me, your host, Tommy Bowie. If you like what you've heard today, please make sure you subscribe to our show and share this podcast with your friends. Leave us a review so that we can take on your comments, grow with you as a channel, and keep providing you quality, stress-free content. If you have a story to tell or just want to say hi, drop me an email on hello at thestresslessentrepreneur.com. I'll catch you all on the next episode.